prepare a winter survival kit. Keep it in your car. Keep it accessible. Don't bury it under a bunch of stuff. It could really, really save your life, especially if you're out in the rural spots where there's not a lot of traffic and you slide into a ditch. You might be there for a little while. So make sure you put this kind of stuff together. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. From our studios in frigid Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's the Small Scale Life Podcast. I am your host, Tom. I hope you're doing well and staying warm in this tremendously cold season. Holy cow, it has been amazing. Amazing and cold. Old Man Winter has struck back at us meddling kids in the North Country with a vengeance. All across the upper Midwest of the United States, temperatures have dropped below zero, way below zero. And the wind chills have approached 50 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Wow. I had a friend down in South Carolina tell me it was 48 degrees, and I was like, wow, we're 70 degrees colder than you here in Minnesota. The extreme cold is life-threatening, especially to those caught outside unprepared. In this post, I will discuss how to prepare for the polar vortex. While it isn't necessarily part of our health and fitness Renew You kickstart, it's being safe and being able to survive the polar vortex is first and foremost on everybody's mind in the upper Midwest. Before we get into our topic of the day, I know we have a lot of new listeners on the Small Scale Life podcast. My wife, Julie, and I are dedicated to helping you build a life you love by focusing on four core principles. We call them our four core pillars, and they include health and fitness, simple living, minimalism, and gardening. Oh yeah, love gardening. Can't wait to get some gardening, right? And financial freedom and building communities around you. We know there are a ton of podcasts, blogs, and other media out there, and we are so glad you are spending time with us. Thank you very much. We've had a great January. We're really looking forward to February, and we've got some things that we're going to be talking about in the near future that are going to blow your socks off. Did you hear the shutdown's over? Yeah, we're going to be talking about that because it's been a wild January. Yeah, really wild. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some financial freedom stuff and gardening stuff coming up here shortly. So for those of you who want to support our show, we have a new resources page on the smallscalelife.com blog. So there's a tab that says resources. That's kind of like our online store. We have some affiliate links there. We've got a link to Amazon. We had some trouble with Amazon, but it's back. You can find that link. Finally, finally, that's great. And we also have our kit.com slash smallscalelife store. It's an online store link to Amazon. There's a couple other affiliates that we have there. One is the Cozy app, and then we're back with Simply Canning. We love Sharon Peterson. We're really glad that we're back up and running. She she changed her whole um, academy to a new platform, so she just got affiliate links back, and we're, we're pleased to be affiliate links with her. So there's no additional charge for you for using any of these links and do your shopping with us. We get a little credit, a little credit for using our links, and we thank you for supporting Small Scale Life. It helps us pay our bills here because we do have them uh, to keep the podcast going, to keep the blog going, and do some of the other cool things that we've got in store for you. So enough of all that. Let's get into today's topic. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about the polar vortex of 2019. And it has been a huge topic up here in Minnesota and Wisconsin and Illinois, Ohio, yeah, pretty much the whole north half of the country or, or more than nor- the northern section of the country. 
So yesterday I was out and about doing my job, um, actually two days ago, and wind screamed over the drifts on the north side of the roadway, grabbing loose snow and throwing it in the frigid, frigid January air. The snow fell down onto the pavement and streaked across the roadway to the ditch on the other side. When the wind died down a little bit, you could see those really cool, you know, like snow snakes. You know, the snow just kind of slithered along the pavement. And it looked like just a, hun- a thousand hungry white pythons looking for prey. And I didn't want to be part of those prey, so I took it slow. I sat in the seat of my truck watching all this go down. I was watching a very cool sun dog. Uh, if you've ever heard of what a sun dog is, it's ice particles. And it makes almost a halo around the sun. That's the cover picture for this post at smallscalelife.com. I've seen a couple of them in my day, especially in in my job where I'm out and about, and this one was super cool, and I I just had to take a picture of it and use it for the cover for this photo. But uh, as I was sitting there watching this all go down, going, oh my gosh, I got to step into this hurricane. So I just bundled up, grabbed my Carhartt, zipped it up, put on my gloves, put on my stocking cap, stuck my hard hat on my head, which looked kind of goofy, but man, if you're outside in this weather, you're going to get frostbite in a jiff just in a couple seconds. So I opened the door and stepped out, and that was my Tuesday in working in the polar vortex. It was bad. It was minus, I don't know, one is minus 25 in the morning, which didn't feel too bad, but as the day went on, the wind cranked up, and when that wind cranked up and really started to howl, the temperature just dropped into the basement, and that is when it gets really, really dangerous. So we got a solid dose of winter this week. It actually has been not too bad of a winter. We always get a cold snap. I tell everybody, we always get a cold snap about the second week of January. Well, this is the last week of January, and it nailed us. So we haven't had a lot of snow. We didn't have a lot of that sub-zero chill, but man, it hit with a vengeance this week. It all changed this week. It was a total game changer. We had a winter storm come across the upper Midwest, dump a bunch of snow on us. So we had uh, schools were closed on Monday. We got anywhere from 4 to 12 inches, depending where you were. And then that cold air just stopped over the whole northern United States. So I know that parts of Illinois, I have friends down in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, they're colder than Anchorage, Alaska, the Antarctic, and Siberia. So it's just, it's amazing how this, the temperature in the upper Midwest just, just, it was brutal. Um, So we've got to deal with it. We live here. We got to live in this. And so we've got to deal with it. So how do you prepare for this polar vortex? And that's the whole point of this podcast and this article today. I have a friend, um, a small scale life member, Adam Rick. He's down in the Milwaukee area. And he was on Tuesday when I was out doing my thing. He was up on rooftops in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, working on HVAC units. And he was out there all day. So he had some, I picked up on a, on a meme he posted about taking care of your equipment and your house and yourself. So I asked him for some advice. He, he provided some, some tips here to working out there, living in this cold weather. And he takes it from the HVAC perspective. So that's your furnace, your air conditioning, all that stuff. Don't need the air conditioning now, but your furnace anyway. Uh, for a guy who's working on rooftops in Milwaukee, hap tip to you, man. Glad you uh, stayed safe. But he said dress for the weather. Wear several layers, especially on your feet. And I know this from experience doing the deer hunting thing. When your feet get cold, you're just going to have a miserable day. You just can't warm up, especially if you're like me and I'm wearing steel toe boots out there. Steel toe boots are not exactly warm, so you gotta you got to protect your feet. you got to keep your feet warm. Keep your skin covered up. Frostbite can happen in just a few minutes, especially with these tremendously cold uh, temperatures. Our, our neighbor 
in Illinois. He's an ultra marathoner like Danny. He went out for a five mile run on Wednesday. That brutal cold, minus 25. He went out there for a five mile run. He was, his face, oh, he had it covered, most of it, but around his eyes, he had nothing but ice. He just looked like the abominable snowman. But uh, I can't believe he did it. But. For most of us, we got to cover up. We got to keep that skin protected because you'll get frostbite and it's not good. I mean, you can lose fingers, you can lose part of your ear, you can, it'll just be bad. So you don't want your skin to literally freeze. That's not good. So the way you also do that is limit your time outside. You know, don't be out there for too long. You know, this weather, you just don't need to be out there unless you have to, right? And uh, I know a lot of the stay, a lot of parents are staying home with kids. It's really tough because they get stir crazy. Everybody's getting stir crazy. So fortunately, the weather is starting to go, come up now, and we're going to come out of this sub zero temperature. We've had a lot of freezing rain earlier this year. There's a layer of ice, a lot of the roadways, um, a lot of the sidewalks and such. With this kind of cold, you're not going to melt the ice. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. You're not going to do it. So you're just, the salt isn't going to work in these kind of temperatures. If it does have a reaction, it'll just freeze again. So don't worry about that. Um, You know, you might want to throw a little sand just to get traction instead. And then when the temperatures come up this weekend, maybe throw that, uh, maybe get rid of that ice then. So um, you, the, the other big thing here with the weather, with the winds, you got to keep the cold air out of your house. Any cracks you have on the joints of your windows, around your doors, you're going to lose a lot of heat there. Um, weather stripping goes bad. You can suddenly have like a half inch gap or a quarter inch gap underneath your door. Where the, where the threshold is. So you're going to want to keep that out. You can use a towel. They've got these really cool little, um, almost like a, it's not a door jam, but it's like a little uh, sand-filled decorative roll that you can put underneath your door. And it'll stop that wind from, from coming in and your heat from going out. It'll, it'll slow it down anyway. And you can put plastic over your windows and you can keep your window, your shades drawn, the curtains drawn. Just stop that air flowing. Stop that path being so easy. At the same time, if you have an attached garage, keep the garage door closed, keep the door to the garage closed, keep everything closed up because you just don't want to lose the heat and uh, keep the exterior doors closed as much as possible. You just don't want to lose heat. Your furnace is working so hard right now. You don't want to lose heat because somebody's leaving the door open or or it blows open with these winds. So make sure it's shut. And that's going to dovetail into the next tip. Don't let your pipes freeze. When the temperatures drop like this and your heater goes out or you have a pipe that's near the the wall, a concrete wall in your basement or even upstairs, it can freeze. And when it freezes, that water expands about 9%, right? So when that water expands 9%, the pipe is usually pretty rigid and it's going to blow the pipe. You're going to have a crack in your pipe, and then you're going to have water all over the place. You'll suddenly be dealing with broken pipes, water in your basement, water in your house. It'll be a disaster. So keep those pipes warm. Open up your cupboards. Open up your closets on the outside walls. You know, just let the heat get in there. An old trick is to let the faucets trickle a little bit because moving water doesn't freeze as quickly. Water that's just sitting there, it will it will ice up. So if you have that uh, faucet trickling, yeah, you're going to have a little bit higher water bill, a little bit higher heating bill, but you're not going to have a burst pipe. And that would be really bad in this kind of weather. So keep that in mind. The other big one, keep your furnace intake and exhaust clear of ice and snow. 
with the snowstorm that came in earlier this week, you know, you can find that you're shoveling and you have this pipe that's coming out from your basement. Well, that's connected to your furnace. And if you pile up all your snow there, you can cut off the flow of air, which can create a carbon monoxide danger in your house. Uh, The same thing with your exhaust pipe. You don't want to cover that up and you want that thing to be free of ice and snow. That moist air coming out of your house, it will freeze in this kind of weather. I was looking at mine. I had to break the ice off because there was ice forming up around the pipe. I just didn't want to trap that exhaust because we're going to have carbon monoxide problems. So take a look at your furnace, figure out where the exhaust pipes are going, and take a look at the, uh, the pipe there on the outside wall. That's a biggie. You don't want carbon monoxide problems this time of year. Another big one is make sure your your air vents and radiators radiators are open and clear of obstructions. You know, if you uh, and make sure they're open. <laughs> Sometimes we're cleaning or we're doing, I don't know, rearranging the house like. Some people like to do sometimes, and suddenly you'll put a big piece of furniture over the vent, and you'll start to wonder, why is the room so cold? Well, you've cut off all the heat coming out of the vent. And at the same time, doing cleaning or whatever, you might shut the vent accidentally, or maybe your air conditioner is super good, and it's pumping a lot of cool air into your bedroom. You might shut that vent. It's happened. I know. You shut that vent, and then when it's super cold in the room, you're like, why is it cold in here? Well, the vent's shut. So make sure that the vents are open. There's also levers typically in your basement with a furnace. There's levers where you can open and close vents in the um, in the basement, the ductwork. There's an actual uh, valve in there where you can shut that off and turn off air to a certain part of your house. So check those. Make sure they're open, you know, because you want air to flow. You want that furnace that's doing all this work to push air into your house and keep it above freezing because then you won't have pipes breaking. Then you will, you'll have some peace of mind there. Another thing, um, a lot of us have animals, have livestock. We let our pets out. We go to the bathroom. Make sure that you don't leave them out there for long periods, especially like Karma the Wonder Dog is a short-haired dog, and she will get very cold very fast. So we let her out in short for short periods and get her back inside as soon as we can. I was talking with Dan Bokris uh, last night, and it was cold out there in Ohio. Working with cows and his neighbor's cows, and I know he's checking his livestock. I know um, Danielle here in Minnesota, she's checking all of her livestock and chickens and everything. I mean, everybody's cold. You know, these animals are cold too. So make sure you keep them, make sure they have food, make sure they have water out of the wind because the wind is is pretty bad. So just keep checking them often. And uh, congratulations to the Burns family out at Nature's Image Farm. They had some baby goats, baby goat. So they had some baby goats uh, last weekend. So that was a great thing to see on Facebook. So congratulations, Gray and Susan and, and the crew. So that's that's a good deal. It's always fun to have uh, have little ones on the farm. So let's talk a little bit about cars with this polar vortex. Cars, oh man, cars can just, they don't like the cold. <laughs> and uh, Julie and I were at some friends the other night. We were hanging out. We were actually doing a book club, which was kind of fun. And as we were coming home, we noticed about a dozen cars stranded on the side of the road. And it, it the cold temperatures are just hard on any mechanical devices out there, especially cars. They're tough on trains, planes. Uh, maybe you saw the videos on uh, in the news stories on Facebook about the uh, the rail lines in Chicago where they actually turn on uh, gas pipes and they're they're heating up the switches and track work there. That's really important. It's just cold weather is really hard on mechanical devices. Any mechanical object out there, any mechanical device is 
working outside these days, we're working on the edge, on the extreme edge of temperature range. And you're just going to have failure rates, right? Especially if these cars are a little bit older and they need a little bit, a little bit more love. Um, you know, think about it. Cars are just so complex with all the different moving parts and pieces and belts, gaskets and rubber stuff in there. And, and it just has its own limits and everything reacts differently to the cold. You know, think about it. Chemical reactions slow down and that's your battery, right? The, the lead and the acid and all the stuff going on in there. Everything just slows down and the, the cold weather just saps the life out of a out of a battery. Anybody that's had a cell phone outside, you know, you go outside, you have 100 percent charge. You're out there a little bit and this cold weather, you come back in, you're down to like 20 percent. It just sucks the life out of equipment. Bushings shrink and get hard and introduce some play that wasn't there before. Because remember, cold, everything contracts, right? Metal parts have greater clearances and don't slide spin or whatever as smoothly older cars you have some solid state components that start acting weird or your fuses right things start just acting weird and then you have the salt quotient in there and that's eating away and corroding things it's just part of life here in the in the upper midwest with winter and all the stuff we threw on our roads and then you got like oil they turn into molasses and then you need that oil to lubricate and flow and and make your engine run but man in this kind of weather it'll flow like molasses and that that is hard on engines. It's really hard on engines. And if if you're not checking the oil, you might be low on oil. So then you've got another problem in there, right? You're just, a lot of things are happening. Um, things that were worn to the edge of needing replacement, they start to leak or open up or they start to wear out because you're on that edge of uh, everything's brittle and you're on that edge of, of replacement. So um, another thing that happens, gaskets, rings get hard and brittle. Uh, again, the cold weather gets it close to a to a breaking point and sometimes the cracks get larger as the materials can contract and allows moisture in where you don't want it to be like a distributor cap you might have a crack on there and suddenly moisture comes up in there and uh, your car will be dead another thing we've noticed too pressure tire pressure goes down you'll lose tire pressure um, air does not circulate as well in the in the cold temperature so you'll need to put some air in your tires and uh, if you don't you'll be driving on very on deflated tires and that'll introduce more wear uh, you'll feel every bump every bump every pothole you'll feel it so gotta address that as well general cars tend to ha- to handle extreme heat a lot better than extreme cold you just have to be aware of that as you're moving forward so with that in mind some of us have older cars right they might break down. So you've got to be prepared for this. And I talked about this, um, gosh, in the first year of the show, episode 21. It's a long time ago, but uh, I, li- I listened to it. Man, I sounded real boring. It's not fun. Guys, get it. Get more fun. But um, I talked about this a long time ago in episode 21. I had uh, winter driving survival tips. That was I almost uh, I drove into a drift in the in the van that I had at the time and I couldn't get out of it. It was it was looking pretty dicey, but somehow I got through. Um, but you just never know what can happen on the road. You know, you can hit ice. I was driving up north uh, to do some work and I was north of the Twin Cities and out of the corner of my eye on the uh, in the rearview mirror, I saw a truck from the utility company. It was doing a 360 and ended up in the ditch. When Julie and I were driving back from working out this weekend, uh, we saw so many cars that just spun out. One was blocking two lanes of the highway right by our house. You can just hit ice and it can hit you at the least 
when you least expect it. And if you're distracted, you're going to end up in the ditch or in a bad spot. So be prepared, pay attention. And probably the best thing you can do is prepare a winter survival kit. Keep it in your car. Keep it accessible. Don't bury it under a bunch of stuff. It could really, really save your life, especially if you're out in the rural spots where there's not a lot of traffic and you slide into a ditch. You might be there for a little while. So make sure you put this kind of stuff together. And maybe you don't have everything, but I would suggest having a a decent amount of this stuff, right? So I grabbed the uh, National Weather Service, and they had some good tips here. Um, This is We have a lot of this stuff, but I, I... going through this, I see there's some things that we could add to our car. Uh, One thing is jumper cables. We got that. Those are must in upper Midwest. Batteries die in this kind of weather. So always have jumper cables. And, And again, maybe it's not for your car. Maybe somebody at the gas station, their car dies. You can give them a quick jump and and that'll be great. Uh, Flashlights. Always good, you know. Keep the charge on your bat on your on your phone. I know that has a flashlight feature on that. I use it all the time. But you know, if you have flashlights in your car, you won't burn the charge on your phone because you might have to communicate with police or or a tow truck or you know or your family. You know, tell them where you're at or your boss. So uh, flashlights are always good. Make sure you change out the batteries because again, cold weather will sap. Sap your car. Um, have that first aid kit. Uh, I'm going to have Jay back on, Mr. Tactical Jay. And if you uh, listen to him on Prepper 2.0 podcast, he was on uh, episode 15. He was talking about having a first aid kit and practicing with it. So you can, if you get cut, you can you can treat yourself or help somebody else out if you see an accident. Uh, if you have young ones, have babies need special gear, especially, um, especially in cold weather like this. So... Diapers, special formula, food, you know, just have have a go kit ready to go. Water, uh, you can have a gallon per uh, a gallon of water per person per day for at least three days. That's quite a bit. Uh, maybe a pack of water. The thing is, if you leave it in your car, if you leave that water in your car overnight, it's going to be icicles. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you might want to bring it in and out every day, and that's kind of a pain. So I do have like a gallon water jug. Um, it's only a gallon though, but I have a gallon water jug that I bring in and out every every day when I go out. So it's uh, it's liquid. It's not ice. Just something to think about. Basic tools, pliers, wrench, screwdrivers. That's always good. You know, the plus and minus, right? Make sure you have two kinds of screwdrivers there because there are different kinds. Sockets are always good too, um, especially if you're going to be fiddling with your battery, you know, to get off, get the, uh, the wires off to, um, to work on your battery or change out your battery. Pet supplies. That's something. I mean, you'll have water, maybe a little bit of food. If you're, if you have your dog or cat along with you, uh, radio battery or hand cranked. It's not a bad idea. Cat litter or sand. This is always good. I know in some people in Minnesota, they actually have a, um, a jar of pickle brine in their car and they use that too. But uh, that'll give you a little better traction for your tires if you do get into a drift or something. Even the trains, when they need to get going, they'll put a little sand on the tracks to get uh, to get a traction. So it's not a bad idea to have some in your car. Shovel, yeah, a small shovel, especially like a small spade or something or a, just a sho- smaller shovel to uh, keep it in your trunk and dig out if you do get 
uh, do get in a little bit of drift. Uh, have an ice scraper. That's a must. I mean, if you don't have one in the upper Midwest, what's wrong with you? Uh, everybody has at least one, and you might even want two. I've been out in some freezing rain sometimes where you have like an inch of frozen ice on your windshield, and you take that first swipe, and your scraper breaks. And that sucks. So make sure you have an ice scraper, uh, maybe two, and just keep them in your car. Clothes, you know, dress the part. It's cold out there. That dress or that suit might look awesome, but... Make sure you have some warm weather stuff, gloves, hat, boots, uh, jacket. My boys, notorious for not bringing that stuff. We went to, oh, the blizzard when the Metrodome caved in. That was in 90, shoot, when was that? It was like in 2004, no, 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 2004, five, I think, um, we were in uh, we were in Winona, and we uh, we drove up from Illinois. We were in a blizzard situation where the Metrodome in downtown Minneapolis actually the the roof caved in because it had so much snow on it. My boys, my uh, Ryan, my youngest, he did not bring any boots. In fact, I think he only had slides like you wear, um, you know, like flip flops. So bring the right stuff for weather conditions. It's it might not be the coolest thing, but at least you won't get frostbite on your feet. Another thing that are great are hand warmers or warmers, uh, hands, feet. Um, those are great. Uh, deer hunting, we use, we've used those, and it does keep your your hands warm and feet warm over time, so you want to pack some of those. Blankets or sleeping bags, not all sleeping bags are alike, but it's better than none, so make sure you have some blankets or something. If, if you slide off in the ditch and you're waiting for a tow truck and... and um, you're going to be there for a while and you might run out of gas. At least you'll have a, a blanket to cover up in. Charge cell phone. Yeah, make sure you are you have that cell phone charged up and ready to go. Nothing's worse than being out of charge. Your car stalled out. You can't call anyone. That would be horrendous. So make sure you have a, charge, a spare charger in your car. I usually have two with me and uh, keep the cell phone charged up. And then finally, you can also have uh, flares or uh, reflective triangles, cones. You can have those too just to get attention, um, you know, as people are driving by, whizzing by. So those are good things to have. One more pro tip, make sure that your car has a full tank of gas. Okay. Full tank of gas because you might slide off in the ditch. Oh, and then you might want to add some heat to it. Uh, that's a little bottle, um, I think it's alcohol, actually, that you're putting into your tank. That helps uh, the t- the gas from not freezing. And uh, if you keep that full tank of gas in there, if something does happen and you slide into a ditch or you get stuck and you're there for a while, you can keep the heater on, keep the radio on, you know, can keep things going. Um, you don't want to be out of gas. That would be... That would be a rough day. So, you know, the the heat helps you start up your car, keeps it, you know, keeps that gas uh, from freezing up. And then having a full tank keeps you from having no power, having no car whatsoever. That would be tough. So there's a lot. It's it's throwing a lot at everybody here. Um, I've been thinking uh, maybe what I'll do is um, put together a couple of graphics for you all, just some checklists so you can have that for uh, that. You can print that off and have it for yourself. Uh, and I'll put that up on the resources page, but that'll be something good that you can you can grab and and uh, just have it in your you know as you prepare to go out in this kind of weather or just have it. Uh, good things to prepare for, right? Always be prepared. That's a good good motto from the Boy Scouts. Uh, that that's good to live by. And you know it's concerning. This weather is. There's been I think seven deaths. Um, there's a few in Chicago and around the country here. 
I'm sure there's been a ton of accidents, you know, as that uh, as your exhaust freezes on the pavement, it it gets really treacherous and your cars will spin out on that stuff, especially around uh, intersections on bridge decks. Um, it's it under bridges too. It's it gets really treacherous in this kind of weather. Uh, we've had here in Minnesota some communities north of the Twin Cities. It has been eye opening for me because here it's so cold out. And the other night, Wednesday morning, they woke up to their heaters being their furnaces going out. The utility could not get gas to them. It was having trouble delivering gas. I don't know if there was a break or there was a shortage or they said it was a shortage. They didn't go into much detail, but they didn't they weren't able to deliver gas. So these houses were suddenly getting really cold or the utility was asking all their customers to reduce their usage to conserve gas. So turn their everybody, everybody in there in the area had to turn. They wanted us to turn our thermostats down to 60 or 55 even to conserve gas. If you're a reliant, if that's your one source of heat, and if you do that, I mean, it could be a real problem, right? I mean, you don't want your pipes to break, <laughs> especially if the gas goes out to your house and suddenly your house is, the temperature is dropping and uh, you could suddenly have a bunch of broken pipes at your house. So if you haven't bought a house and you're thinking about buying a house, think about getting one with a fireplace or with a wood-burning stove. Or a fireplace where you could put a wood burning burning stove in it. I know some folks, some folks in the area where they weren't able to push the gas to them. They're running on a fireplace. That's what they're or on a wood burning stove. They're burning wood and they're keeping their house really toasty. I know some of our friends up in Wisconsin. They're using uh, they're using firewood. Uh, Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee podcast. She and I were communicating last night, and she's going to be a guest on the show. Uh, she was using wood to heat her house here in Minneapolis. I don't have that. I don't have a fireplace. So, (laughs) so I would have to go out and get space heaters or maybe the utility would company would have to give me space heaters, but you know, they're only going to give you so many. It's a small house, but man, that would really be tough. That would really be hard. And, uh, that affects, you know, you wouldn't have hot water if they couldn't push gas, you no hot water, no furnace, no dryer, no, no, um, no stove. I mean, that's, this is some real stuff to think about, right? If you don't have that stuff, you're, you're kind of up a Creek. So, um, that's going to be something we're going to be looking at in the future. You know, how do we, how do we have different ways of doing it, right? If one system goes down, you've got another system that'll help out. Even if you're burning wood, if your tri- chimney's all clogged up, first you should have got it cleaned, but then you've got uh, maybe a gas heat, a stove or, or a gas uh, furnace, right? There's different ways to do it. So again, the tip is if you're looking for that house, look for the look for opportunity to have a wood burning stove or even um, a stove that's not connected to the house something that you know you can pump air in or pump hot air in or hot water in so something to think about all right so putting this all together just all this stuff together so i'm going to have something up on small scale life on the resources page and again if you want to hit any of the uh, suppliers there go over to resources page that's where we're going to have all kinds of goodies you can uh people who want to start the renew renew you kickstart you can do that everything is there uh there's even a link to getting the 24-hour plan so go to the resources page that is a good resource for you how about that? Pun fully intended. So to in, in order to prepare for this extreme cold of the polar vortex, 
make sure you take the time, right? Do a little preps, do a little prep, do a little, you know, get a, get nice and warm, have a little drinky drink, make sure it's nice and warm, warm you up, not alcohol, but you know, some hot chocolate or tea or coffee and get nice and warm, but uh, dress for the weather, you know, prepare for success, make that winter survival kit, keep that in your car, winterize your house, right? Make sure you get that ice away from the exhaust pipes and everything. You know, we can make it if we just take a little time to prepare, be smart, right? And, and look at it this way. Yeah, sure. A lot of the schools, colleges, businesses, restaurants, stores. Hey, I heard they were closing bars in Wisconsin. That never happens, right? It never happens. We're going to have a drinky drink. But if you're closing the bar in Wisconsin, if you're closing bars there, it's really cold. So if all these places are closing... It's a great time to spend time with your, it's it's a great opportunity to spend time with your family, family and friends, right? Play some games, roast some marshmallows on your fire, you know, in your wood burning stove or in your fireplace. You know, maybe do some baking or do a little project, do some uh do some puzzles or something, watch some movies, but spend time with the family, you know? Uh get off the screens and just kind of enjoy each other. I think that's a really good thing. And then at the same time, check in with your neighbors and friends. Make sure everybody's okay. You just never know. Maybe somebody's having a, maybe their furnace was kind of, they were nursing it along, hoping for another season out of it, and maybe it goes out. Or maybe the neighbor next door, they're out of something, and they their car's dead. You just never know where you can plug in and be helpful. You know, be, be good to each other, right? Check in on each other. And you're building community that way. You know, share with each other. This this is an opportunity to help build your community. So take it, right? You just never know. You can be you can be the be the change, as Greg Burns and the Ohio guys say. Well, and Michael Jordan says that too. So be the change. Be the change in your neighborhood. And maybe you can help somebody in need and make your community a little better. All right. On that, we're gonna get back into some renew you stuff. I've got a new thing I'm gonna try tomorrow. I'm gonna post this uh, post something out, so you'd be looking for that. Thank you for tuning into Small Scale Life. As always, learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. Check out the Renew You Kickstart if you want to start getting going. Hey, holidays are done, right? You've got all of February, and and I'm thinking a few of you maybe those resolutions are like oh i mean i knew i should have started going to the gym guess what people are dropping like flies uh not that they're falling over or anything like that but they're stopping going to the gym it's really opening up so if you want to start go to the renew renew you kickstart even if you tried it and you kind of fell off the wagon a little bit hey we're still doing it here julie and i are still doing it we're still part of this so join up join us You'll get some emails. You'll get the 24-hour plan. No cost. It's free, you know, but it'll help you get moving, right? And the other thing I'd encourage you to do, um, listen to Danny's podcast, the one I just posted about um, self-sabotage. That is an amazing podcast. It really opened my eyes. Um, plus, it's my son. He's, I'm very proud, Papa. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff on the on the plate. Like I said, we've the other thing we've got, uh, we got some good guests lined up. Uh, Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee. Uh, Terrence Lehue, he's talking. Uh, Mr. Tactical J, we're going to have him back on. Michael Bell, he's awesome. We're going to probably have him back on soon. So a lot of stuff in the works. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of fun. We're having so much fun. And, 
and I hope you are too. So I know we hit uh, just a blizzard of content at the beginning of the month. Uh, I was talking to Daniel Bokris uh, last night, and he said he's just starting to catch up. So maybe you all are feeling that way, but um, it's a beautiful thing. There's plenty for you to listen to and stay here at smallscalelife.com or at smallscalelife. But uh, again, this is Tom from Small Scale Life. I hope you have a great day. Stay warm. Stay, be careful. Stay warm. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Hey everybody, this is Tommy Cakes coming to you. I know that you guys are all missing me, but I just, I've been a busy guy. I've been all over the place. I've been doing all these things and oh my God, it's been cold. I've been having to get out of the Midwest because it's so darn cold up here. I don't want to be in it anymore, but uh, I'm here at the lounge. I got my drinky drink. You hit it. Uh, you got a drinky drink. We're going to do a little drinky drink. And one, two, three, social. Delicious, delicious. So everybody's wondering when I'm coming back. I'm going to be coming back real soon. I got to do a couple things and I'll be back in. So uh, be looking for me, Tommy Cakes. I'll be back on the Small Scale Life Radio Network. And I hope everybody's staying nice and warm and toasty. Have some Capicola. Have a drinky drink. Spend some time with the family and the friends. And we'll be talking to you soon. All right, everybody. This is Tommy Cakes. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 